Welcome to episode number 22 of the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is part two of a two-part interview that I did with Jason Bliss. So if you haven't listened to part one, I hope that you will go over and uh, listen to that first. That's episode 21. So in this half, we are going to get into how we can become more involved in either visiting or supporting ecological impact centers. And I'm telling you, if you fell in love with the idea of visiting one of these centers in episode one, we are going to tell you how to do it here in episode two. So uh, it'll be exciting. (laughs) Um, Jason shares with us a bunch of simple ideas that we can actually start today whether we're visiting a center or not. Uh, My favorite was to make a plan for how we can bring permaculture into our lives. Jason has a free ebook that's available for download on his website, and he encourages us, all of us, not just landowners, to take a look at the principles of permaculture and how we can apply those to our lives. So you can find a link to his book and all of the simple ideas that he shares in the conversation today at fouranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 22. And just a reminder that I would love for you to join me on Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time for my interview live with Steve Brown. He and I are going to be getting into the technology that he is creating that attaches a clear, accountable supply chain to every product that we buy. So we'll know what went into it, all the good and the bad. So I hope you'll join us live. Uh, Go to bit.ly slash four animals for earth live. Hi there, this is Brandy and you're listening to the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get started. So can you Talk to us a little bit about what it would look like to uh, visit one. So if if I'm somebody who's living in a city or rurally or anywhere and I'm I'm listening to this conversation and I'm thinking, yeah, like I really resonate with that. I can't imagine, you know, owning one or anything like that. I'm I'm still back here, you know, just living day to day. But what's what's something simple I could do? in my life right now to just maybe begin to interact with something like that a little bit more? How does, how does one even go about finding a place like yours? Uh, well, as far as finding it, I would say the best resource is newmundo.org, for sure. Uh, there's also other directories uh, that uh, ic.org is intentionalcommunities.org. Then there's um, GEN, the Global Eco Village Network. Those are a few of the directories that I know that have uh, global uh, reach and uh, you can find places all over. I would say, you know, there's, there's just, just in the dozen places I've visited so far in, that I've interviewed, just so different. Every one of them is so different. Whether they're an eco-lodge that's doing outreach to the Pueblo and helping local businesses get going, or it's a community that has a retreat center business attached to it, or it's a uh, uh, guy who's got an amazing fruit forest and nursery, and he just teaches uh, 
grafting classes and stuff like that, or someone else who does, you know, horse yoga therapy. And uh, I, I visited another place that's, uh, it's a shipyard on the coast. They're building a giant sail cargo uh, called Seba, and it's it's uh, slotted to be a, uh, what I say, a carbon neutral vessel because mm-hmm. it's got electric power and it's the whole business. Yeah. Which, and so they got a bunch of people living together, growing gardens, hand building this boat. Um, wow. it's, it's incredible. So all of these different places have something different to offer. They have different accommodations. They have different uh, requirements that you can agree to. Even here we have, uh, you know, when we're, you know, we've got different levels of involvement, whether you just want to hang out here, you want to just give like a few hours a week to like participate, or if you, you know, wanting a apprenticeship, a program where you're committing to working X number of hours and you're getting a guided experience or you're a professional that's here on a work trade, that's like going to, you know, do some cobbing or build something or handle our social media or something like that. Like we have, there's different uh, opportunities available for different places. I would say that if you are a professional and you have video editing skills or storytelling skills, social media skills, web development skills, uh, these are things that owners of these places are often lacking. We're back to the landers, you know. It's been it's been horrendous for me to learn all this online stuff, all these tools and things to be able to get these stories out to the world. Uh, it's been tough, you know, to care about these things that I don't care about, but I know that it's the best way for me to help all these projects start to get seen and heard. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it. But if you're a professional that has some of these skills, you've got you got a door just show up and i'm going to produce a video a week for you or i'm going to do this many like come in as a professional and make an offer you could travel for free there's enough places that need it like now volunteers oh i am into yoga and into healthy food i want to uh you know exchange my energy for a place to stay and volunteer that's a free education and honestly that's not a sustainable model so if you're listening and you want to be a volunteer at a farm like this either come with a solid skill that's going to make their life better and bring revenue to their project or Mm -hmm. just pay for your stay um and pay for education Okay, because these places, like, we might just be a bunch of, you know, homesteaders out in the campo and uh, might not really fit well into city success life. We got a lot to share, and that's what people are showing up for. Mm -hmm. And it's important for people to honor the fact that we do have something that they don't, even though it's not highly valued uh, traditionally. And so, um, again, different agreements can be made for staying at places like this. Uh, the experience, you know, it's this bubble. So you show up, some number of people are here. You probably had some ex- expectations for what it would be. You're probably going to have some failed expectations no matter where you go. We're, we're designed somehow for some by some cruel divine joke to see the flaws in things. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know, shut the hell up and just be there is my advice. You know, you don't know everything. Every, the way you thought the world was, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. me, I still have this expanded, liberated, taboo, stripped view of the world. 
and I still get proven wrong. Mm. That's not how mm-hmm. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So show up with some humility and and then strap in because you're going to be sitting on a dry composting toilet that has an odor. <laughs> you know, you're going to be taking the compost bucket out and throwing mm. it on, you know, on the pile. I'm going to have to rake up some leaves and throw it on top. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to see some big ass bugs. <laughs> You're going to see some big bugs. There's going to be cockroaches everywhere. And guess what? Mm. Just because cockroaches got a bad rap in New Jersey for the dirty alleys that you find Mm. them in, you know, they're organic here. They're just Mm. like a praying mantis, except they got a different shape, Mm. you know? Mm. So let go of your cockroach taboos, even the big (laughs) ones. And I'm talking, we got big, big cockroaches here. And they're cool. They eat scorpions. Mm. You know, mm. we have scorpions wow. here. Hey, mm. it hurts like a bee sting. Mm-hmm. I see them all the time. I take them for walks off to an abandoned house. You know, or mm-hmm. um, we, you know, huge spiders that have the most amazing three-dimensional webs. And they're for anyone with a spider phobia, man, you couldn't imagine seeing something scarier. <laughs> but you know, there's millions and millions of people that billions of people who knows that live along the tropics with all these snakes, spiders and cockroaches that mm-hmm. are living happy, healthy lives. We mm-hmm. have poisonous snakes here. The mm-hmm. Torsiopella. It's a mm-hmm. Florida lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's po- it kills horses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've got a few friends who've gotten bit by them and went to the hospital and lived. I stepped on one the other day and uh, not the other day, the other month with bare feet and I pulled back and it didn't attack me. Thank God. And, uh, you know, they're here. Um, you, 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 we also have fruit trees, dozens of different kinds of fruit trees. You get to climb the tree and harvest the fruit or get the picker and pull them out. We also have gardens and you get to learn which, you know, what's, what are we planting? What are the weeds? Which weeds are delicious? You know, <laughs> yeah, interesting. You get to you get to have the experience of walking through the neighbor's property right around their house to get to mm-hmm. the river down below, mm-hmm. and having the humility of not knowing Spanish and being like, "Upe, no sé, uh, el río," you know, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, gringo, go ahead," you know, because they they walk through our farm all the time. You know, the we're neighborly mm-hmm. that way. You know, you get to have experiences of eating together with people or making Mm -hmm. food for a bunch of people maybe you never did before and Mm -hmm. maybe you're just using the stuff that you just learned how to harvest and cook with Mm -hmm. you know you get to Mm -hmm. have these experiences of being bored having the power go out having the internet go out Mm -hmm. grab a book Mm -hmm. tell a story Mm -hmm. shut up go for a walk (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. meditate Mm -hmm. um i've had I can't tell you how many people I've had who came here and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm remote and I'm going to make it work. And that's what they came here for. And they don't go to town. They ask me to get groceries. They learn how to harvest food. They develop their own yoga practice, their own meditation practice. They start reading books. They unplug. Mm-hmm. They come here and just unplug. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had multiple people come here and just be like, no, I'm here to be different. And they apply themselves to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people, I mean, hell, my brother came here and lost 100 pounds in three months. Didn't do any, didn't diet, 
didn't do any special regimen, just started eating the way we eat and Mm -hmm. walking around the farm a lot Mm -hmm. and participating in stuff. And he Mm -hmm. just shed a hundred pounds. Wow. You know, um, and that came with fearlessness. Mm -hmm. It came with acceptance. It came Mm -hmm. with willingness to find a new version of themselves. And really, with an impact center, any place you visit, you're, you know, you're bringing your shadows with you. You're gonna, you can't run away from certain things, and you're gonna find them there. And the value is in recognizing that it's your stuff, mm-hmm. and that even though other people are participating in whatever conflict that you're recognizing, the fact that you have conflict with it is your stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is one of the things that these group retreats that happen are super people have these powerful experiences in seven to 14 days of being together for whatever retreat they go to. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I never really interacted with people so intimately mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Boom, impact. Mm-hmm. You know, um, every place has got different conveniences and inconveniences and what you bring your own hangups your own triggers your own judgments are going to be the things that taint the beauty of your experience and they are your lessons to learn at this grade of your schooling Mm. Mm. I love how you um, describe it as an education you know because I think that that's something that we can all think of. Um, and it's something that is really exciting. And I feel like something that every single one of us can value the chance at this real life immersive education that's outside of a classroom. It's outside of watching a training video online. You know, it's, it's a real immersive, um, Uh experience. Um, to, to wrap us up, I want to, quickly hit on this because um, the reality is you have a ton of resources and you're going to continue to have more resources for these people, which are the people who want to start an impact center. And they either have property or they are thinking about property. Um, They've already started. They're just starting. You have a, a plethora of resources for these people. And I know some of our listeners, um, are going to want that. So I'm wondering if you can share with people um, how they find your podcast, what what it's about. Just give us a little a little bit for all of those people who are wanting to start or improve their impact center that they already have. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely the Sharing Insights podcast is that effort. Um, the you can find it on SharingInsights.net. You can look for Sharing Insights Podcast wherever you do podcasts. We have a Facebook group that is starting to generate a little bit of conversation. Uh, It's um, Sharing Insights Podcast on Facebook. You'll have all the links to that. We've got an Instagram page. I would say that uh, definitely following these stories. Now, today we just launched episode three, right? So it's just I have more that are coming out week by week, but 
following this podcast is really going to broaden some people's perspectives. I still haven't assimilated everything I learned in that two-week trip. Uh, going through these and editing them is like, oh my God, he said that? Wow, I missed that while I was having the conversation, you know, and I'm making notes and I'm really, I'm really making notes. I'm a student right now. Um, when I, you know, really open this place up, we're rebranding, we're going to have a new name and all of that. I really want it to be uh, started with an extra layer of wisdom. So uh, I invite anybody else to check that out and follow suit. And if you like any of the people that you hear on the podcast, you know, even if you can't visit their place and become a customer of theirs, <clears throat> people, we live in this day and age where you know brandy's podcast my podcast this farm everybody like we need more attention we need more people to know about us and the the ways to do that share like subscribe rate review Mm. do this for us do this for us please listeners for us podcasters for us farms for these impact centers you come across somebody who did a cool interview and you got some value out of that i mean granted hey, we could all use some donations, right? We can all use some money to keep the machine going. And if you feel called to that, awesome. But if you don't have that to get, man, we just gave you an hour of our time. Give us three minutes. Go like our stuff. Please subscribe to the podcasts. Rate and review us. That's that's how we make it. That's how other people find us. So uh, I just want to throw that in there, you know, when we talk about... Um, you know, learning, you know, you come into these podcasts and these episodes and these websites and these YouTube channels to learn, um, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. a way to give back. And I just really want to encourage everyone to make that part of their lifestyle because I didn't do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I have a bunch of podcasts. I wasn't, I was subscribing, but the app I used didn't have a rate and review feature. Mm-hmm. So I didn't make effort. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm downloading the, the, the proper podcast apps, the, the Apple and the mm-hmm. Stitcher, where that, the places where you can leave a review, and I'm doing it for those people mm-hmm. that have been giving me value all these years. Because mm-hmm. I get it it's, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny because it's when you're on the other side of it, you realize, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, the reviews are gold, you know, <laughs> that you it never even yeah. crossed your mind, really, until you're on the other side of it. Um, and, you know, you mentioned earlier that a lot of um, a lot of this work maybe isn't getting as much attention as some of the other things in the world. Um, but I do feel that evolving. And like you just said, I, for everybody listening, if you feel connected to this work, yeah, you know, please, please support us and help us spread the word because it's um, I really do think this type of content is becoming more mainstream and in a couple of years i really do feel like this is going to be more of the headline than some of the other stuff because this is this is the way forward this is how we evolve as humanity and as people and um yeah i I love that you mentioned that um so one last thing to wrap up the whole conversation I would love for you to share with us one simple thing that you think people can do in their lives today mm-hmm. that would make a difference. One simple thing. There's there's no one simple thing. Mm. Sorry. 
<laughs> we got to we got to change our lifestyles. We 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 got to be more committed earth stewards in in all of our choices. We 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 all have to start spending our money with businesses that are doing good things. Mm-hmm. We we have to spend 10, 20, 30% more sometimes or drive the extra bit or spend an extra 15 minutes looking online for the product we want. Mm-hmm. Give your money to the places that are doing what you want seen done in the world. Stop giving your money to whoever, Nestle or some other, God, I, the list is forever, the, of the companies that are committing atrocities to this planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want one thing, be a conscious consumer. There you go. Please mm-hmm. start giving your monies to, play, to mm-hmm. people that are doing good things with it. Every time you buy a freaking thing, uh, somebody who you know mm-hmm. is causing hell on this planet you're mm-hmm. doing it it's mm-hmm. your fault mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm sorry it's your fault mm-hmm. you're paying those companies you're saying i'm voting with my dollar here you go thank you so much for this product keep up the good work i'll buy it mm-hmm. again next time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it you know mm-hmm. it, 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 it you don't have to have a farm but spend money with the farm that's doing it the way that you want mm-hmm. you don't have to have an education center but mm-hmm. Support the ones that do like and share them, you know, like mm-hmm. support, 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 support the people that are creating the world you want to see and mm-hmm. freaking be honest with yourself when you're not. Mm-hmm. And if you can't change right away, make a plan for how mm-hmm. you can change. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'm going to plug actually I have one on my website on the sharing insights dot mm-hmm. you right. can find a free ebook that I wrote, which is right. actually how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wrote this book just to share like permaculture is unaccessible for some people who don't have land. Mm-hmm. If you think that permaculture is just about land management, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's a design, it's a system of thinking, a system of designing one's land. Sure. But also one's business, one's family life, one's personal mm-hmm. lifestyle. You can use these permaculture principles to start looking at your decisions differently and design a more ecologically beneficial life, design a more efficient life, design the kind of life that you can really feel good about and be proud to tell your grandkids about. Um, you know, check out the book. It's free to download. Uh, there's a bunch of information in there. I counted them. There's over 100 tips. You know, pick 10 and start mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you just came up with a bunch of simple things that people can do within their daily life. Nothing That's why I said one is hard. Yeah. <laughs> we got <laughs> to make comprehensive change. Right, right. And, and nothing, nothing is truly simple, but at the same time, there are things that we can do immediately. And those do snowball at least that's what I've seen, you know, like one little thing, like you said, like spend a little bit longer finding a different company to support, you know, Mm -hmm. that's that, that snowballs into the next time that you consume something and the next time you purchase something. It becomes a lifestyle. It just becomes how you roll. That's just how I roll. Mm -hmm. I just, I just have a baseline process. I go to a grocery store, like the majority of a grocery store are non-food items in my, like, that's just how my brain, I, I don't have to try. Mm-hmm. I just compute. Those are non-options. Mm-hmm. So it makes grocery stores easy for me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it like, becomes that like, like that in life. When you practice an ecologically mindful lifestyle, um, you just start creating new filters for how you see things. And some things are just a non-option. Mm-hmm. And it just gets there. 
-hmm. you know, or like I had an electric car in Minnesota for three years mm -hmm. and I moved here and I haven't gotten it together to be able to buy a new car. So I'm mm -hmm. still driving this old Jeep and mm -hmm. putting gasoline in it. Mm -hmm. And man, every time it puts a little next spark under my butt to get mm -hmm. it together, to get my electric mm -hmm. vehicle down here. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's because of my filters, you know, it'll nag mm -hmm. me until I do it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's okay. I also forgive myself radically like okay well yes. and this is where I'm at uh -huh. and I know right. where I'm going mm -hmm. yeah I think I think that that is really important because I think it's it can become hard not to shame ourselves and feel weighed down by guilt that we're not doing everything as perfectly as we want to be doing it and so I think that that's a really important point that um, just focus on where we're going slowly get there um you know we we all have it in us and um the more we lean to that side the more we're going to to go that way so um yeah thank you so much for being on and for talking with me oh my gosh for almost an hour <laughs> we've been talking this might become two episodes we'll see okay <laughs> but, um, Hey, it's perfect. I um, I love um, I love all of the content, and I am so excited for people to go listen to your podcast. Um, already, the first episode you can learn all about like having volunteers on your property. The second episode, like such cool tricks about farming. I I'm just there's so much information in there for people who really want to dig into this and do something with their land. And I'm just so excited for you and for everybody that it's going to impact. So I'm excited to have been a part of it and to have you on here. Thanks, um, Brandy. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And that's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, please consider hitting subscribe, rating or reviewing us, telling a friend, any or all of the above truly make a difference. The more people we can reach, the more people I can find to interview and the bigger impact we can make together. Keep an eye on your feed. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Thanks. Bye.